Previously on Talk to Dad. 300 drums formed a QR code that Rick rolled Dallas on April Fool's Day. This story is kind of bananas. A dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> Two syllables. Dolphin. Dolphin. A dolphin. Pizza. Pizza ice cream. I don't feel like I should be spitting it out, but also I don't feel like it should be in my mouth. That's going to be in the intro next week. <laughs> to dad hello and welcome to the talk dad podcast episode 274 i have phoebe here with me through the miracle of technology phoebe is appearing remotely from her apartment in logan utah I am, and my good microphone broke, so my audio might be kind of bad. But yeah, we're just okay. gonna we're just gonna fight through that. So it may not yep. be the best audio on Phoebe's end, but we are happy okay. to be able to talk to her because she hasn't been on the podcast in a while, other than when we called you for your birthday. Oh yeah, I forgot you called me for my birthday. Happy birthday! You are now twenty-two Thanks. years old. I am. It's my Taylor Swift birthday. Yeah. Do you know that people call it that? Because she wrote a song about it? Is that what it is? What? Because she wrote a song about turning 22. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. It's a whole song from like 2013-ish. I'm just glad you stopped where you did because we don't have the rights to perform that song on this (laughs) podcast. We could do it for our our humming thing. That one game you have me play the one time? Yes. Yeah. How are things going for you? You are a full-time student. Still studying Not music for much therapy. longer. Not for a whole lot longer. Um, it's been busy. <laughs> it's been good. Um, I'm finishing up finals right now. I have one more final to take. I took two yesterday. And then I have a cu- couple just like projects to like tie up some ends on and turn in. So you're um, nearing the end. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'll still, I'm not graduating or anything, but I'm just taking one class over the summer and running my small business. So you just take a single class. I do. Yep. But it's a four credit class, so it's fairly, I mean, it's like six hours a week. Six but. hours of class time? Yeah. That's and a I'm lot taking of it in like, class time. well, no one else knows where this is, but I'm taking it on the Brigham City campus, um, which is probably like. I think people could probably guess it's in Brigham away. City. What? People can probably guess it's in Brigham City. Well, it's about 30 <laughs> minutes away from where I live. So you're going to have to drive <laughs> through. At Utah State. Drive over a mountain pass and through a canyon to get there. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Well, so at Utah State, it's like this. It's this thing that everybody does that everybody tries their hardest not to take anatomy in the original Logan campus because it's a lot harder. <laughs> and so everyone drives up to Brigham City to take it. Drives like an hour just. You're driving out of your class. way just to take an easier class. That yeah, like it's true college student skills. Well, it's it's a, just a really, really intense course. And for someone who, for my major, I don't really need to know anatomy that well and that in-depth. So it's not really worth it to take a class that just is super, super, super hard. Are cadavers involved? Yes. Is it I have gross? to do cadaver long. Is it gross really anatomy? Scared. Sorry, what did you say? Is it gross? Is it gross anatomy? I, I think anatomy is kind of gross, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I get grossed out easily, though. I thought, the, I thought the course was called gross anatomy. No, it's called human anatomy, but humans are human gross. Anatomy. So. Well, humans can be gross, especially when they're dead and they're just kind of yeah. sitting there on the table. 
I remember when yeah. I was in high school, we went up to the college and we saw the cadavers. And I remember thinking it was unfortunate because some of them were kind of fat and there was just lots of fat. I don't Ew. know. And they kind of turn a yellowish color, you know, like the color of chicken. Ew, that's so gross. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> well, that's what you have to look forward to this summer. Oh, but right now like it's it. springtime in Logan. Yeah, it's really pretty right now. Yeah, and I feel like Logan is a place, Logan, Utah, which is in northern Utah. For anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of in the mountains. It's in its own valley. It's a little bit colder than most of the rest of the state. And I feel like yeah. Logan is a place where you can really appreciate springtime. Oh, the spring is so good. The winter this year was hard. It was a really, really cold winter. It's still like in the 30s in the morning. Yeah, it's funny because I don't think I appreciate spring as much in Texas. Because yeah. even when we have like the Texas freeze or this year we had an ice storm, it when it's over, you almost immediately forget about it. And then the weather returns to like 60, 70 degrees and you're just like, oh, it's warm now. It's fine. And you don't yeah, think about like how long and hard this winter is like you do in a place like Logan, Utah. Yeah, it was there was there was a, a day or two where I was like, I can't go to class. I can't do it. I, I can't get out of bed. It's just too cold. cold. Did you ever because, have the... Like, coldness of like my, when you step outside and the icicles form in your nose i haven't had that happen but i my roommate has like in a uh, uh what do you call them echo dot thing that she uses for our alarm and we wake up around the same time because most of our classes start around the same time um and every morning it would tell us how cold it was and when you wake up and the first thing you hear is that it's two degrees outside like it's not happening it's yeah. just you're not going to class it's some days. That is very, very cold. Oh, it's awful. Or like when it's at like zero or in yeah. the negatives and you're like, no, I just, I can't. But you have to anyway, because they well, rarely close. Sometimes you do. Rarely cancel classes. At that yeah. Well, sometimes there's classes you can miss. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to pull off all A's this year. Um, I mean, not all my grades are finalized yet, but it's looking like I'm going to pull off all A's even with sometimes canceling classes or not canceling, sometimes not going to classes because it's too cold. You get some applause for that. It's been a crazy, crazy semester. Have I, have I talked about my business that I have on here? That's like what's been taking up a lot of my time. I don't know if you have. Maybe you have. I can't remember. I might have mentioned it in passing, but I, I started a business last summer, kind of um painting the covers of scriptures so like I get like hardcover scriptures and I paint them mm -hmm. and I had an Etsy shop and anyway it kind of just blew up this semester and so now I have enough that I'm going to do it full-time this summer I have a waiting list of 90 people right now and my Etsy shop's closed down I don't think I'm going to use Etsy anymore I'm just going to use social There's media but my social media just hit like I've noticed on social media, there's been a big backlash against Etsy. People are pretty unhappy with the way they're treating their creators. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know much about it, but there are people who are calling for like a boycott or like a temporary strike really? or something. That's interesting. I don't, I haven't looked into that much because I just don't. <laughs> I don't know that much either. Although I do remember when you first started using Etsy, it was like a little bit of a pain because I don't it was know. It's kind they, of annoying. They make you do a probationary period at, start, at the beginning or something. I don't even think they do that for everyone. I think because my shop started doing really well pretty fast. Um, they were like, well, we got to make sure that you're not scamming people. So they like wouldn't pay me for like a month or whatever or until stuff shipped, I think was 
Anyway, I moved past that. I'm actually still listed as a star seller, even though I haven't sold anything in like a month because um, I just have had it shut down. But I don't so think I've do opened it again. I've been able your, to sell a lot just through social media. You just handle it on your own and have, have people Venmo you the money? Yep. She's Venmo. It's been cool. I have it's Venmo interesting. Now. I get a lot I just of finally signed comments. up for Venmo. Previously, I just used PayPal and Zelle, which is like the Bank of America version. Yeah. But I finally signed up for Venmo because of a work situation where we were trying to pitch in on a gift and someone. Oh, good. I can't believe you didn't have it. I might as well. Venmo's a little weird, though. I don't know. Maybe it's just whatever Uh, you're used to. You think the new one is weird. What I think is weird about Venmo actually is when you first sign up for it, the default is to have all your payments public. And I don't know why you would want to have your Venmo payments public. I don't don't know. It's a thing. I don't. Like it's, I guess they're trying to make like it Venmo's social such media. A huge part of like college student culture. <laughs> Would you like go on someone else's Venmo and see like, oh, I see you bought a soda <laughs> yesterday. I see you gave ten dollars to your friend for gas I, money. Well, it doesn't tell you the amount. It just has the little message on there and who it was to. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. People put funny stuff, but a lot of times I keep mine on private since I use mine for business. So I just like. I don't know. I move all mine to private pretty much. Your mom just walked in the room. She can't hear you because she doesn't have headphones on. Hi. But you I'm can on... see her on the on your screen. She brought me a Sonic drink. Oh. A Sonic drink, a drink is sort of, of like now. the universal version of what you have. You have, have a swig, swig drink. You guys are getting a swig soon, though. Yeah, we're getting a swig here in Texas, which is really weird to me. So swig started in Utah. And for people who don't know, there's this soda culture in Utah. Yeah. Um, there's Swig, there's Sodalicious, or there there are other ones too that I don't Fizz know. Fizz is right? a really big one. Fizz. I don't even think we have a Sodalicious. Sodalicious actually isn't that big outside of like Utah County, I feel like. It's more like, yeah, central Utah, I guess. Yeah. Northern Utah, we just have, we have Fizz and there's smaller ones. There's one called Whips, I think. And I can't remember the names of the other ones. I like it. My uh, Swig's my favorite one, actually. I like Swig the best, so I'm excited you guys are getting one. Because I think you guys have a Fizz, but I just don't like Fizz that much. I don't know why. It's just never been my vibe. But um, my problem with soda shops is I can't have any caffeine because I have chronic migraines. So it like, anyway, you know this, but yeah. Um, so it kind of limits my soda things. But yeah, I, like I was. It every um, once in a while. I actually was listening to a podcast and they had a guest on who had written an article about. Utah soda culture and especially the cookies. Oh yeah. She had written an article for eater and actually won an, won an award for this article about, she's like a freelance journalist, but I don't remember her name, but she had written an article about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's really weird because basically the way she described it is it's sort of like Starbucks or have you ever heard of Dutch bros? Dutch yeah, bros we is a coffee Dutch bros. place. I actually really like Dutch bros. But it's more for like, um, so Dutch Bros is like the coffee version of the soda culture. Yes, it definitely is. Restaurants. I actually get a lot of, <laughs> do you know what my order is at Dutch Bros right now? I We just got one here and it's been great. I love it. Because they also have frosts that are like, basically kind of like a milkshake. Like it's like milk and some flavoring and blended up with some ice. But my go-to order at Dutch Bros is I get a small chocolate milk with light ice and creme de menthe. And it's so good. <laughs> is it? They do like some, some whipped like milkshake type drinks too. There's a Dutch bros up yeah. here, here up the road from us. 
That's what I was just saying. They have frosts. The frosts are like the, but I like the, just the chocolate milk with mint better than the blended version of it. So what is your, what's your swig order? Well, I am limited. I used to, uh, back when I would still drink caffeine in any amount, which I shouldn't do. So I don't do anymore, but I loved their Dr. Pepper with raspberry puree and coconut cream. So good. So good. But I can't have it anymore. And I I tried to do it with like root beer, but it's just way too sweet. Yeah. I can too see much that. going on. Um, right now, well, they have a I think it's the Hula Girl. They have like something that's like Sprite with coconut cream and strawberry and mango or something like that. What is in and your glass right in front cream. of you? What? What is in your glass right in front of you or your cup? This is root beer with uh, cream and cherries. So Swig is known for having a very specific um, cookie that it's like this pink iced, kind of like a, what would you call it? A sugar cookie? It's a sugar cookie. It's a sugar cookie. But apparently there was a big, contra- there's a big controversy. I don't know if you know about this. I learned about it from the podcast that I listened to that that cookie was actually developed in St. George, Utah at a place called Dutchman's Market, which is like hmm. a a gas station convenience store type place in St. George. And then they like yeah. licensed it to Swig and then Swig sort of took it over and started calling it a Swig, a Swig cookie. And then there are like other, other companies have had like knockoff versions and their own versions. And Yeah. I mean, almost everywhere has a version of that in Utah. Like yeah. even like Maverick has something like that. And I don't think Maverick does anymore. So Maverick is like the big convenience store chain in mm. Utah. They but used to have started, them, but like the last few times close now because they have a bunch of cookies now. The last few times we've been in Utah, Allison, your mother, really yes. likes the Maverick sugar cookies, but they haven't had them like the last two years in a row. So, I think they have like a bar cookie version or something now. I don't know. They have it some. They have stuff like that sometimes, but almost everywhere you go, even if you go into like the grocery stores, like Lee's, which is like Kroger or whatever. Uh, Lee's has pink sugar cookies like that and like, like everywhere it does. Yeah. They're just kind of like a Utah culture thing now. It is definitely Utah culture. And it's funny because you might think of like a loft house cookie and it's not the same though. It's different. It's they're really the good. Same. I mean, they're a little much for me. Yeah. But. Especially if you eat a whole one, you're like, oh, that was almost too much. Yeah. They're like kind of like a, it's like not quite a shortbread cookie, but like a little bit kind of shortbready sort of it's a little softer kind of. and the what flavor would you say that the frosting is buttery yeah it's not it's, it's not a butter like cream. A mint and it's not a i don't know and then there's and then there's crumble which started right there in logan and has come become sort of nas- nationwide like there's yeah two crumbles near us now it makes me Texas. really happy actually that crumble like has become Crumble's the one that took off out of all the like cookie places in Utah. It was like the Logan based one. It wasn't like the Provo or the which I don't know. I guess that doesn't matter to other people, but I'm <laughs> I'm proud of them because they're they're you some, founded by USU alumni. So yeah. you got some Utah Utah State Aggie pride from it. Yeah. Well, did you know they? I, I think I told you this, but they made a flavor that was like Aggie Bloomin. Because yeah, and they sold um, it here. They sold it like all it, their stores. They sold it everywhere. Yeah. And they like collaborated with Utah State. They did the week that they did the Aggie Bloomit, they took over like all the Utah State Instagrams and talked about how their business degree at Utah State helped them and like all these different things. It was kind of cool. Yeah. 
And that's become like really trendy across the country. It seems like whenever it opens anywhere, it's like an event and people line up mm-hmm. for it. And it's well, pretty big on social media too. That's why. Yeah, but it's also big on social media. I have like social media yeah. people like go after it and it's kind of cool to yeah. see. I haven't it's been definitely to branched Crumble outside in a while. I got Crumble just the other day and it was actually, I hadn't been in a while, but I been a long week i've been practicing i've been at the fine arts center till like 10 p.m like it feels like every day this week for finals and i have my cello jury i just did yes two days ago two days ago i did my cello jury uh explain explain about what that is what is a cello jury so all the music majors have to complete juries so like if if i was a performance trial it makes it sound like you're on trial like they're deciding your fate i know um it is, it is kind of deciding your fate. So if I was a performance major, I'd have to do it every semester. But since I'm a music therapy major, I only have to do like two before I graduate. But um, basically, you prepare a piece. Um, I prepared two pieces. One of them was actually a duet, which usually you do solos. But there was, there's one other cellist in the music therapy program, which is kind of unusual. Most of the music therapy majors are like vocalists or pianists. And so we prepared a solo and a duet each. We go in and we perform it in a big performance hall in front of like all these professors and they decide if we pass or fail. And if you fail, I think you can't move forward in the music program. You have to like do an extra semester of lessons or another jury or whatever. So if that's a pretty big deal. If you fail, you have to they like bump you back. Yeah. Well, they weren't going to fail me. I wasn't worried about it. That's good. Especially you, since- you were worried about it though. I mean, you, you were a little stressed about your cello jury. I was stressed about it, but I wasn't stressed about failing it. I just, you know, wanted to not Too embarrass well. myself. Yeah. So I had that. Um, that was a lot of work, but it, it went really well, actually. I think it's some of the best I've played in a performance on cello. Yeah. That must be stressful so. performing in front of like music professors. I would think that'd be stressful. Yeah. It is, although it's kind of annoying because. I don't know. I mean, no shade, but a lot of the strings faculty that I was told would be there didn't even show up, I think, because I was a music therapy major and not like a performance or education major. So I was like, huh, okay, kind of underwhelming. Still, though, I don't know. If it were me, I would feel a little a little relieved that maybe some of the strings professors weren't there because they would yeah. be more critical, I would think. Yeah. It was just a little bit like you can tell they don't really care about the music therapy majors because we're not really expected to be at the same, quite the same caliber as, you know, the other music majors. At least in classical music, we have to learn a ton of folk music and rock music and other stuff. But yeah. And I also had I had the same week, which I'm never doing again. I've decided now I'm going to do different semesters next year. But I had my cello juries and I also had my level two exam for music therapy where you have to go in with a list of about. I think this year I had to go in with a list of 25 memorized songs on piano and guitar. And there's certain things like if it's a certain number of chords, I have to be able to play it in five different keys and transpose as I'm playing and be able to play it on multiple instruments. So I went in with this big list of music and. My professors chose songs from it, and I played for them, and I passed. So I get to move on to practicum, which is exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Good job. Yep. It's crazy. It's a long week. You know what I did this week? I went to the dentist, and I had zero cavities. I just had a cleaning, and I was done. And I think that's one of the only times that's happened to me in my life. Mm. Because... 
I've had a bad habit throughout my life of only going to the dentist when there's some problem. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be like your dad this way. Do you want a confession about the dentist? I don't know if I do. You should go to the dentist regularly. Yeah. Is that, so is that I'm afraid of the dentist. It stresses me out. But I haven't. <laughs> no one likes the dentist. That's one no, of the bad no things about does. being a dentist is no I one likes to the dentist. what you do. Since I was applying to be a missionary and they make you get a bunch of like stuff filled out. You should go back to the dentist, Phoebe. Yeah, I'm scared too. I hate the dentist so much. No one likes it. It's true. It's Your mom been had to get a bunch of dental work three done. Three years. Which was, I felt like More we were that. in opposite world because normally your mom's had really good teeth and doesn't usually have cavities. But this time it was the opposite. I had a bunch of work done six months ago. But this time I didn't have anything. And I was glad. Ugh, I hate it. It's not that much fun. No. And I'm trying to think what else has been going on in my life. I went rock climbing this morning. Did I tell you that? That's awesome. It was stressful. And I hadn't been <laughs> since I was like, I don't know, 12 or whatever. Yeah. Like I hadn't really been rock climbing ever. And there's a huge rock climbing. Well, not huge, but there's a big, there's a bunch of rock climbing walls and equipment and stuff at Utah State in the gym. That's free if you're a student. Uh-huh. So did I finally, my it, friend finally actually, talked to me to go in. Did you do it in the gym or did you do it like on a mountain? In the gym. It's okay. like an indoor rock climbing wall. It's actually cool because they have a whole facility set up and then they change up the routes. Like, I don't know how often, but they uh-huh. can totally mix it up. So it's different every time. That's pretty cool. It's really, really nice. I just had to pay to rent shoes. But I remember I saw that I facility. With, it was sort of brand new when we were doing your orientation. And it is yeah. a really cool thing. It is cool. I, I was really bad at it. And I already know I'm going to be like insanely sore for how little I did. Yeah. I mean, I probably got up mm, 10 or 12, 10 to 12 feet up um, before I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things where you're using muscles you don't normally use. So the first time you yeah, my shoulders are like sore. It is pretty but cool, think- though, like where you're going to college, there's a lot of really cool natural resources and, you know, yeah. mountains and canyons and things to explore. So. It would be cool to be able to use it some. It's it's good. It's I have been cl- complaining lately that it bothers me that, I mean, where I go to college, it's super outdoorsy, big part yeah. of the culture. Like, everyone's into mountain biking and skiing, and I have never done any of those <laughs> things. I can't even ride a regular bike, actually, which is kind of sad. But um, I it bothers me that I feel like here, to be able to say that you're, like, someone who enjoys the outdoors... When people hear that, they think, oh, you can scale a mountain with your bare hands. Like, <laughs> and like, just, I, I enjoy just like walking being outside. And I just like the, the wind on my face and the. Uh, I just the like trees. reading a book or hammocking yeah. outside. You and I feel like now. for me to be, say that I like the outdoors, I have to be able to like ski and snowboard and I don't know, like do all the stuff that I totally was not raised doing because we were in Texas where there's like not really stuff like that. We have a hammock now on our back porch, so when you come visit, you can lay in the hammock, and you can see our I brand will. new pool, and you can sit in our brand new hot tub. We kind of went all out. Our backyard is really nice now. I've seen pictures. It's I feel intense. like it, it feels like I live in a really cool Airbnb now. Yeah, I like it. We haven't quite got all of the pool stuff worked out yet, and I'm 
trying to figure out, I've never had a pool in my life. So figuring out all the chemicals and the filters and everything. Yeah. Is something I'm going to have to learn, but it looks good. We've sat in this hot tub. Henry and Santi both have swam in the pool, but we haven't heated up the pool. So it's really cold. Mm. Mostly Henry just jumped in and then ran out. Santi actually did a couple of different dives in the pool and swam the length. <laughs> but I don't know. It's pretty fun. It'll be nice when you come visit. Yeah, I'm excited. The other thing I've been doing lately is I've been using the weighted blanket a lot. Mm. Have you ever used a weighted blanket? Yeah, I don't like them. I always thought I would, but they're not really my thing. Yeah, I think it's either you like it or you don't. It's a weird feeling. It sort of feels like someone's pressing down on you. It's really heavy. But on the other hand, I find it really comforting and, and really warm and cozy. And I've been sleeping with it like all night long. Sometimes I used to just, I used to use, use it like I'd have it, like especially in the wintertime. And then I'd like toss it aside when it was time to sleep. But I've been yeah. sleeping with it all night long. And I feel like I'm sort of becoming dependent on it. Like now when I get in bed, I'm like, oh, I have to have my weighted blanket on me. I really thought, I don't know what it is that I don't like about it. I think I just thought it'd be different than it is, but I've just never, I think it annoys me too that it's kind of hard to like manipulate. A little bit. I mean, you definitely can't, you have to have it totally flat because if it's folded over anywhere, it's too heavy. Yeah. And, but I feel like I I sleep really well and I like, I have a real deep sleep with it. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little fad for me right now, but I like it. My favorite blanket will always be my, I don't know if you've even seen it, my big t-shirt quilt. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Have you seen that blanket? I've seen it. That's a pretty cool idea. I really like it. It's just super warm and like, I don't know. It's, it's like a little bit like heavier of a blanket, but it's not, it's not a weighted blanket, but it's kind Uh of like thicker and it's just like very cozy. It's like flannel on one side. I used to have a blanket that I really liked that, um, an old girlfriend from high school made for me. And it was like, Oh, the denim one. It was denim, little squares of denim on one side and the other side, it was like flower sacks. Mm -hmm. And we took it to like a party and it didn't come home with us and we don't know what happened to it. I think someone stole it. Yeah. I remember actually that. that I remember like, I remember being at some like picnic or something when I was like really little. And we use that blanket all the time. Yep. But <laughs> I remember someone like being to mom being like, this is such a cute like quilt. Like, did you make this? And <laughs> mom was like, oh, I think one of Greg's girlfriends made it. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> and you kept it? Yeah. It was nice though. We all liked it. I don't even remember the girlfriend's name, but we kept it. It was like, oh, that's quilt. awful. You don't remember her name? I know that's bad, right? You like seriously, like you couldn't like do some digging and like in your brain and find it. I would have to do some excavation of my brain memories, but I could probably How come up with it. How do you not remember maybe. her name? That's awful. <laughs> if you're serious enough for her to make you a quilt, I don't know. I just, you know, there's only one woman who really matters in my life now. Wow. And then a few that I like, like you. Okay. Thanks, Dad. I, I think there's a picture of me and Will on it when Will was a baby at the Dallas Arboretum. Probably. Because I remember, yeah. like, there's, like, it was, we used it all the time. Yeah, but alas, I don't know what happened to it. I think someone stole it. We yeah, never got it back. it's a good picnic blanket. Yeah, someone thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. 
and now hopefully they're enjoying it. Somewhere in the world. It's weird to think about Probably. things you've lost and like what happened to them. Yeah, I think about that a lot, actually. Like mom and I have both lost our phones recently. I lost one on a, oh, really? on a train in New York on the way there, like between the airport and the city. And Allison lost one. She was at Walmart and she like had it in her cart. She put all the groceries in her car, then drove away and immediately knew that it was there. But by the time she mm-hmm. got back to Walmart, it was gone. And I think someone yeah. swiped it because I tried calling it and it would ring a few times, then hang up. And then yeah. like the third or fourth time I called it, it just was stop- It wouldn't ring anymore. You could tell someone turned it off. Mm-hmm. Very suspicious. Yeah, that is suspicious. And it had like her Maybe wallet had in it too, and it had her ID. So if someone wanted to give it back, they could have. Yeah, well, and they could have answered. Yeah. There's if you get find my iPhone, or if you had an iPhone, they have actually really good like lost phone settings where you can turn it on and um, it won't work. Like anyway, there's a whole thing. Yeah. There's probably something I had to like do that, that the other day. Phones too, but I've never done it. Yeah. It's good. It puts like a message on the screen and is like you can put in whatever number you want people to like contact. And it I think it has something where it, it lets you know if it's been used and I don't know. There might be something with the authorities that get involved if it's you think that it was stolen, but Yeah, I bet. I don't know. It sucks to lose your phone, but on the other hand it's nice to move on and get a new phone. And it's not as big of a deal to lose a phone anymore because so much of your stuff is backed up. Yeah. So like even with my new phone, like when we got to New York, I could immediately get a new phone and and I could get all my old emails and everything. It's not like I really lost anything because everything was back. That's true. Up. Let's do some news. Now your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. I have a news story out of the great state of Texas. Decatur, Texas. Where is Decatur, Texas? I believe that is somewhere closer to Fort Worth. I'll look it up real quick. Meant to All do I this. can think of when I hear that is the Sufjan Stevens song about Decatur, Illinois, but that's yes. not Texas. It's not, and you know it isn't because it's on the album, Illinois. Yep. You know, I think that's my favorite album of all time. It is a really good album. I have loved it since I was like five and I still really love it, but for different reasons, but I like it a lot. So Decatur is like west of Denton and a little bit north of Fort Worth, northwest of Fort Worth. A family in Decatur was watching TV and they took a break to go eat some pizza. And when they came back, a rattlesnake was curled up on their couch. Of course, it's another snake story. There's always snake stories in this. It was a timber rattlesnake, which is one of the Texas's most venomous snakes. They were watching a playoff game between the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz, which is big news here for Dallas and Salt Lake and Utah. Yep. Utah just got knocked out of the playoffs by yeah. the Mavericks. The funniest thing about this story, though, was they took a picture of this snake resting on a couch cushion. And it was just totally curled up in front of a couch cushion that said, live the life you imagined. <laughs> I love that. Actually. I know that is the funniest part of the whole story. And then they posted <laughs> it to a face Facebook group of people that identify snakes 
and determined it was a highly venomous timber timber rattlesnake. Wow. I like that story. I, I really like, I really like seeing social media posts about snakes, especially like people who go out and find snakes or have pet snakes. Or there's one guy on TikTok that like takes care of all these highly venomous snakes. And he's always like mm-hmm. getting them out of their cage with a little stick and putting them in a garbage can. And some of them are really mean, nasty snakes. And it's just amazing. He doesn't use like gloves or anything. He just uses this long pointy stick and he gathers it together. And Have you seen the bee people? I think I talked to you about this the last time I was in Texas. The Texas bee woman. Yeah. She kind of freaks me out a little bit. That one's freaky. <laughs> I understand. I just, there's something about it that like, ugh. she never uses, she's always just grabbing handfuls of bees with her hand. It never gets stung. Does she never she's get like a stung? Bee whisperer. She's got to get stung sometimes. No, she doesn't get stung. Cause she talks about how, if you do it a certain way, like they're not going to sting you. Cause I feel like there are a lot of people who disagree with her on that. Like other beekeepers that use the whole beekeeping protect protective equipment. I don't know. She has a whole thing. I mean, it seems to be working for her. I'm not going to say that it's going to work for everyone. She scoops up those handfuls of bees and finds the queen. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of the bees freak me out more than the snake videos for some reason. I don't know why. It's cool. There's something about like all of them. Like there's such a huge mass and they're all crawling all over her and she's just like fine with it. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to share your story? I do want to share my story. Um, it says Tropicana unveils cereal meant to be eaten with orange juice. So it says Tropicana announced breakfast fans will soon be able to try a new product combining a pair of early morning favorites, cereal and orange juice. Uh, they unveiled it on their Instagram page and it was described as the first cereal made for OJ and maybe the last. <laughs> It's honey almond. What, what is your what is your gut reaction to this story? Um, I don't have a strong reaction to it, to be honest. I think I would try it. When I was a little kid, I will let you get back to your news story here in just a second. But when I was a little kid, um, there was this guy that was staying with us for a while. His name was Bill. He was in high school. We were all really young at the time. And he yeah. was going through some things with his family and needed a place to stay. So my parents took him in. And I remember mm-hmm. once um, we didn't have any milk in the house and he wanted to have cereal. So he poured cereal and he put orange juice on it. And I was just like fascinated. I just thought that was <laughs> the weirdest thing I'd ever seen is watching him eat cereal with orange juice. And now it's come true. There's a cereal that's made for orange juice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd try it. It probably won't be my thing, but I don't think it sounds like awful. I may have to track this down and try it on the podcast. For a I think we need to. Yeah. I wonder, I so know. does it, back to your news story, does it say anything about like what it tastes like? It just said honey almond. They're releasing it May 4th and I think they're going to give out more details then, but that's pretty much it. They're releasing it on There's, Star Wars Day. I don't know how much you've listened to, mom and I really like listening to the Hank and John Green podcast, Dear Hank and John. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this ongoing argument. I guess it was kind of over their YouTube page stuff too, but um, John Green is convinced that you can totally drink cereal with water and it's just as good and it's a great way to do things. And he got a lot of back backlash <laughs> for it. Santi, our exchange student, he often has cereal with nothing on it, just dry cereal in a bowl. He'll pour himself a 
bowl of dry cereal and eat it. Yeah, but that's different than pouring tap like water milk. on your cereal. That is different. I think it's better actually. <laughs> tap water in your cereal. Yeah, is, definitely better. That's kind of like I don't know. Even your dog soggy. wouldn't wouldn't have like water on its dry cereal. It's no, dry food. It's so right? gross. It's just it, it became this whole argument and this whole thing where like everyone is like that's awful and he's like no it's good you just get your he does it with raisin bran too which just seems somehow even worse. Yeah. But raisin bran with just a little bit of water, which is awful. Oh, raisin bran. And then bran I have worse. a friend who raisin bran. Have you eat much raisin bran? What? Have you eaten much raisin bran? I did as a kid. I never really liked it. I only liked it for the raisins. We used to they eat were it. They covered in sugar. It used to be one of my favorite cereals as a kid because other than that, we didn't have very many cereals that were sweetened because the yeah, the yeah. raisins are covered with cereal with sugar. So we would have like, you know, regular Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios or Corn Flakes. But the Raisin Bran, we, I liked because the, of the raisins and the sugar. But the thing about Raisin Bran is there's a very short window of when you put the milk on. Between the time you put the milk on and the time it turns soggy, you've got like a really short window to eat it. And imagine if you put tap water on it. It would immediately go soggy, right? <laughs> so gross. I mean, I don't think it would get, I don't know. It's just disgusting. But that's, anyway, gross. that's a whole thing. And then I have a friend who, she actually, she might be on the podcast soon. She wants to. She said as soon as her finals are over, she's down. But, I would um, like her to be on the podcast. What? I would like her to be on the podcast. I know. But she told me once that she's convinced that you can dip Oreos in water and it's just a nice dairy-free <laughs> alternative. <laughs> you know, skim milk is not that much far, is not very far from water. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't drink skim milk, though. I drink whole milk. Yeah. Whole milk is tasty. I'm not afraid to admit it. It's very tasty. I your don't drink a lot of it, so I feel like shake her head when if, she hears it. But oh well. What? Your mom will listen to this, and she will shake her head. But it's. I don't good. understand why you wouldn't like it. I think she just thinks the extra calorie, the extra fat, but it tastes so much better. Well, and the and thing is, I don't drink you milk every day. Too. Like, I don't eat cereal for breakfast every morning. And when right. I do, it's only a tiny bit of milk. I don't put a lot of milk in my cereal. Yeah. And so I'm just going to have a little bit of milk every now and then. I want it to be good milk. I agree with you. For the record, I agree. And sometimes I'll do 2%. But be, lower than that, it's just not worth it for me because I don't drink it very often. I have one more. Do we want to talk any more about the cereal? I think we've exhausted the topic i have one more news story that's not really a news story this just came across my news feed from yahoo life whatever that is it's from something called the takeout whatever that is um it's just a lifestyle piece and it talks about weird drive-through habits that we share but don't talk about so there's three things that this author identifies that nearly everyone does in the drive-through uh, this is written by Angela L. Pagan. She says, I've skimmed through this, and I'm not going to lie, it gives me a little bit 2013 BuzzFeed. But <laughs> a little and bit, I don't yes. know if I do all these things, so we'll have to see. Yeah, I, it's not it's not an earth shattering news story, but I thought it might raise a good discussion. Okay. Um, she says, what happens in the drive through lane is an intimate moment between the driver, the fast food employee and any passengers that might be in the car. Almost like a dance, there's a give and take between the pacing, the placing and fulfillment of an order. 
an established rhythm that keeps everything moving along smoothly. It seems like she's going for a Pulitzer, but <laughs> a little bit. Let's see. So she says there are three of these that most everyone does. The first one, I don't think I do. It's memorizing and reciting your order. She says, admit it. You recite either out loud, quietly, or in your head what you want to over order over and over again as you pull up to the speaker and place your order. Do you do this? Do you recite your Not order? Not really. I don't either. I just... You know, because they've got the or the board right there, and you can just look at it, and you can read it off the board. Yeah, I just and it's like I, I want a number one, no onions. I will say, when we were little kids, um, you guys took this very seriously because we'd always get the order wrong, so you guys would have to like write down whatever everyone wanted. Well, so that's the thing. If I've got a minivan full of like my entire family, that is a pain because it's like that first of all, everyone's got to decide what they want while you're sitting there and I always get nervous about, or not nervous, but I have a little bit of anxiety about all the people behind me who are like, hurry up with your order already. (laughs) And it's like, you know, every single person deciding what they want. And that's why like when I'm the one in the driver's seat, I don't like it to be like too complicated, you know? Well, you know, what's funny to me is, and I totally understand my mom did that. My, My mom did this when we were little, but mom had a policy for a little while um, with almost any time we'd go to a fast food place where she'd be like, I will take you to Taco Bell or McDonald's or Sonic, or whatever, but everyone has to get the exact same thing. You will <laughs> yes. get one, maybe two options. <laughs> Five crunchy tacos. <laughs> and I would, every time I'd complain and about it, I'm an individual. <laughs> yes. I totally understand but why she did that. Absolutely. I, I get why she or did you it. Can no, have hate, a crunchy no, taco no hate at all. Or a bean burrito. And that's it. One or the other. Yeah, and no, you can't make any substitutions. You can't, like, change anything. <laughs> like, you can't say, can I have the cheese on the side and ranch yeah. dressing on my bean burrito? Yeah, they... It is so a pain when, policy. when you have to order for the whole entire car, and then, and then like, as oh, you're yeah. ordering, someone's like, oh, 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 I want to change that, or can you yeah. tell them, can you tell them that I want a cup of ice? Yeah. And sometimes I'll just refuse and say, no, I'm not going to do it. No do you remember when you ordered me and Elizabeth a bacon burrito from Sonic with yes. only bacon? I went. I wanted. I wanted to order a breakfast burrito, a breakfast burrito, but none of the other toppings besides bacon. And what I meant was, of course, it's going to have the egg, egg and bacon, and that's it. Is what I you meant. You just didn't want like what the I said was burrito or whatever. Just the bacon. And when we got it, it was just a tortilla with bacon. It was well, the reason why really I remember why this happened, and it was because Elizabeth and I were being super annoying. We were like teenagers, like younger teenagers, <laughs> and we were like joking around or something and being like super annoying. And you were like, Stop, I can't focus on this order. And then you were trying to order, and you were like, And he was like, Well, do you want eggs and cheese? And you're like, No, just bacon. Just I just want a bacon burrito. And we were also trying to like tell us to like shut up because we were being annoying. And then as soon as you finished your order, we were like, You know, you just ordered a tortilla with bacon on it, right? And then you were like, No, I didn't. And they brought it over. <laughs> that is, in fact. What came? I figured they would put the egg in it because that's what makes it a breakfast burrito. Well, he asked you. He asked if you wanted, and you just like well, were trying like, to like talk to us. He said just also. the bacon. I was like, yeah, just the bacon. But I meant tortilla egg. That seems like that's the basic. The basic that would be like ordering a burger with just pickles. Of course, you mean well, the bur- the bun and the meat, right? 
Well, yeah, but the problem is that he asked you if you wanted the egg and cheese on it too, just to make sure, and you said no, just the bacon. Yeah, I think I think I thought he just said cheese. I don't know, but yes, I that's think the problem. what happened. You know I remember it clearly. Elizabeth and I were just being super annoying and like distracting. Being the one to order can be a pain in the butt. All right, so that was the first one. The second one was checking the bag. It says, anyone who doesn't check the bag before driving away must have the most immense faith in the universe that everything will work out for the best. I do this probably 80% of the time, but I don't, I don't do usually. it 100% of the time, especially if I'm just with myself. If I'm with the family, though, I usually will try and at least look and say, did all of our things make it in here? Because your the error rate on a drive through is really pretty high. Yeah, I so I have like PTSD from working, not actual PTSD. I have memories of working a drive through at one point when I was like sixteen, and I remember because there's a timer thing that counts how long it takes every car to go through, and when people when it was like when our average was lower than it was supposed to be, and people stayed right up at the window and checked the bag, it drove me crazy because I was like, you're we got to get through all these orders. Like it just stressed me out. And so yeah. I never say, if I do check my bag, I pull forward and then check my bag. But then even most of the time, if something's wrong, I won't say anything. I'll just go. Have you ever left the drive through, got onto the road and then you check the bag and realize that something's wrong and turned around and got back to the restaurant? Usually I won't go back. Usually I won't either, but I have done it before where something is like like just once. terribly wrong. Like, you don't even have the burger you ordered or whatever. Well, I see that as an experience to try something new. (laughs) I suppose. Sometimes you end up with a better order. Like, you get someone else's order and it's way better than what you ordered, but not that often. Um, Have you seen the YouTube challenge where people go, they go up to drive-thrus and for the whole day they'll only eat whatever the person in front of them ordered and they'll just ask them to, like, surprise them with the order of the person in front of them? I have not seen that. It's an interesting concept. I don't think I would like that, though. I think it'd be kind of fun because then you, I don't know, you're trying things you wouldn't usually try. The poor person behind me will be like, you know, it's just a small Frosty and a small French fry. Yeah, but then you go somewhere else. I guess. <laughs> have you ever had like the progressive dinner at different drive throughs where you go mm, to the first one and you get like, I don't kind know. Of. A Mom and I did that one. French fry. I remember doing that with Mom when I was like, get a sandwich. it was like everyone was out of town or something, and we had like a like a girls' night kind of thing. That's pretty funny. Yeah. The last one they say here, I think, truly everyone does this. It's eating the fries immediately. Oh yeah. But I feel like that's a necessity because fast food French fries only last. They definitely they're like at their peak when they first come out of the fryer, and then ten minutes later they're they're about fifty percent as good. Well, yeah, I even, I, I definitely eat some fries, mainly because you can't really eat a whole lot else while you're driving without, like, pulling over. But also, sometimes, because usually when I go to fa- get fast food, I'm really hungry. <laughs> like, I usually am not really excited to, like, go through traffic and get back to my apartment. Yeah. And Logan traffic sucks now, by the way. That's the worst. weird. That's weird, because um, I think of Logan as a place that doesn't really have traffic. What? I think that's weird because I think of Logan as a place that doesn't really have much traffic. No, their traffic's awful because it's growing, but there's like no way for them to expand the roads. So like on Main Street, it's terrible. And they're about to get an in and out on this corner that's always terrible. Mm. And I'm so, I don't want it. I don't want an in and out. That would be worth bad. It. Anyway, um, it's terrible traffic. I hate driving there. But um, 
I always thought it was I, weird during the pandemic when they would talk about like people would order DoorDash from McDonald's. And I feel like by the time it gets to your house, there's no way those McDonald's fries are good. No. Well, but I'll even, if I'm going to fast food, I honestly will even just pull into the parking lot for like 10 minutes and eat some of my food. Cause that's I just what I want usually it fresh do, and I'm honestly. hungry and I don't want to go home. I'll just pull into a parking sl- stall and eat, you know, most of it just then. Yeah. Eat some of it at least. Cause fast food is meant to be eaten fast. It's even yeah, in the it's title. not good otherwise. Yeah, the more it sits, the worse it's going to become. Taco Bell. I I actually was literally just talking to a friend about how I never liked Taco Bell growing up until I became an adult and could order whatever I wanted, and then I was like, actually, this is pretty good when I can order something besides a crunchy taco. But um, get a crunch. Taco up. Bell isn't good cold at all ever. Yeah, it's good fresh though. If you get the right things, sometimes sometimes it's good. Yep. Let's play a game. I'm going to call your mom in here and we're going to play a game. Okay. Joining us now is Allison, Hi. also known to you as your mother. Hey. And hey. mom is going to play a game with us. And it is going to be so much fun. I had to recreate my soundboard, so now I can't find my drops anymore. I don't know if it's here anymore. Oh, well. Isn't it fun? Is it there we one? go. It is that one. There you go. That's it. Um, we played a game. This is a game I heard on another podcast. It is called the French toast game. Mm. And it is sort of like 20 questions. A lot of times this does not work. This may or may not work, but here's how you play it. One person thinks of of something and it works best when you think of a thing, not a specific thing. Like if you think of, for example, I don't know, a toaster like something very specific, but not too specific. Like, you know, don't think of like a specific celebrity because that'll make it really difficult. Think of an object or a thing. And <clears throat> the way you start the game is everyone else, the per- one person is thinking of a thing and then everyone else starts by saying, is it more like French toast or... Something else like, is it more like French toast or a rocket ship? And then you have to answer that question. And if it's more like a rocket ship, then you say, is it more like a rocket ship or a teddy bear? And then you keep, you continue until you guess the thing. So there's not specific things you have to ask, right? No, you have to start with French toast, but beyond that, you can ask anything. And it's better if it's something concrete. It's an actual thing. Have I ever made you guys play the Smurf game? That would be another good podcast one. What is a Smurf game? It's where it's kind of a similar genre of game. It's like everybody um, chooses a verb and one person doesn't know what it is. Oh. And then you replace oh, yeah. that word with the word Smurf. And so you ask, like, do you enjoy Smurfing? Do you Smurf in the morning? Do you? I don't know. You ask questions like about that. it. How long? Like, Yeah. That's All right, so game. we're going to play the French toast game. Who wants to be the person thinking of a thing? Any volunteers? Let's have mom do it. Why me? I don't know. Okay, okay. Then you don't have to guess. All right, you have something? Yep. Is it more like French toast or a puppy dog? It's more like French toast. Is it more like a mountain 
or a stack of pancakes. No, you have to say it's. Is it more like French toast or? Oh, do I have to still? Oh, okay. So you have to stick whatever. With one. Okay. Whatever she said. Is it, it was more, more like, like a mountain or French toast? French toast. Is it more like French toast or a river? French toast. Is it more like French toast or a table? It's more like French toast. Is it more like French toast or a bagel? Hmm. Um. It's more like French toast. Is it more like French toast or a steak? It's more like a steak. Is it more like a steak or a hot dog? It's more like a hot dog. Is it more like a hot dog or a goat? It's more like a hot dog. Is it more like a hot dog or a pie? It's more like a hot dog. Is it more like a hot dog or a... Leather shoe. It's more like a hot dog. Is it more like a hot dog or a hamburger? Mm, it's more like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a Chick-fil-A sandwich? Mm, more like a hamburger, I think. Is it more like a hamburger or a Frisbee? More like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a PB&J? Mm, more like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a baked potato? More like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a pizza? Mm, more like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a Salisbury steak? More like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a hamburger bun? <laughs> mm, it's more like a hamburger. Is it more like a hamburger or a cheeseburger? I think it's more like a cheeseburger. I have no idea where to go with this. Uh, is it more like a cheeseburger or a... Steak burrito. More like a steak burrito. Mm. Is it more like a steak burger, steak burrito or a gyro sandwich? A gyro wrap. More like a steak burrito. <laughs> Is it more like a steak burrito or a steak taco? It is a taco. Yay, we nice. did it. <laughs> All right. All right. Do we want to try this one more time? Sure. Sure. I can go. All right, Phoebe, why don't you think of something? It can be anything, but make it concrete and not too difficult. Okay. Was I, was I too difficult and not concrete? No, that was enough? good. That was a good okay. one. All right. That was a good one. Okay. You want to start, okay. Allison? All right. So you have something in mind. Is it more like French toast or a toaster? toaster. I had to remember what it was for a second. Is it more like a toaster or a refrigerator? A toaster. 
Is it more like a toaster or a microwave? Mm, a toaster. Is it more like a toaster or a... Yeah. <laughs> is it more like a toaster or a cooler? Um, a toaster. Is it more like a toaster or a car? A toaster. Is it more like a toaster or a laptop computer? A, a toaster. She's going to stick with toaster. Is it more like a toaster or a tree? A, I don't know. A tree. Is it more like a tree or a St. Bernard? A tree. Is it more like a tree or a building? A tree. Is it more like a tree or a house plant? A tree. Is it more like a tree or a dog? A tree. Is it more like a tree or a tomato plant? A tree. Is it more like a tree or a table? Uh, more like a table. Is it more like a table or a footstool? A uh, footstool. Is it more like a footstool or a chair? Uh, footstool. Is it more like a footstool or... A sandwich. A footstool. Is it more like a footstool or a cabinet? Um, a cabinet. Is it more like a cabinet or a box? What kind of box? A cardboard box. A cabinet. Is it more like a cabinet or a wooden box? A wooden box. Is it more like a wooden box or a chest of drawers? A wooden box. Is it more like a wooden box or a wooden sculpture? A wooden sculpture. Hmm. Interesting. Is it more like a wooden sculpture or an action figure? More like a wooden sculpture. Is it more like a wooden sculpture or a painting? More like a wooden sculpture. Is it more like a wooden sculpture or a bronze sculpture? More like a wooden sculpture. Is it more like a wooden sculpture or a plastic sculpture? Um, more like a wooden sculpture. Is it more like a wooden sculpture or a totem pole? Isn't a totem pole a wooden sculpture? Yes. Yes, but, but with religious. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to say that. I'll say totem pole, <laughs> but not because a totem pole is religious. Just, yeah, it's, it's a totem pole. I wouldn't pole. say they're that religious, actually. <laughs> it's a totem pole. Is it more like a totem pole? Or 
Oh, gosh. What was I going to say? Go ahead, Greg. Is it more like a totem pole or a telephone pole? Uh, totem pole. Mom's stumped. I'm stumped. Is it more like a totem pole or a log cabin? A uh, totem pole. Is it more like a totem pole or a dog house? Uh, totem pole. Is it more like a totem pole or a wooden lamp? Uh, more like a wooden lamp. Hmm. Is it more like a wooden lamp or a cello? More like a cello. Is it more like a cello or a piano? More like a cello. Is it more like a cello or a guitar? More like a guitar. Is it more like a guitar or a banjo? It is a banjo. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough for a while. I was like, oh, I don't, not really. Like, <laughs> it's really, it's really bad when you're the person giving the clues and you realize that they are way off, but you still have to answer the questions. Well, and when you think that they're going to assume that that means it's going one direction, that it's really not, they're not right. close at all. You can tell they're making all these assumptions that aren't warranted, but there's nothing you can do. Yeah. About well, when you said a totem pole is religious, I was like, well, now I don't want to tell you that it's like, <laughs> oh, in that case. But a totem pole and a wooden statue. Wooden sculpture. A wooden sculpture. They're both a little bit like a banjo. Uh, and, yeah. But not but that neither, much. I mean, neither. they're both just things carved out of wood. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I guess maybe because totem pole is more specific, a wooden sculpture would be more like it. I don't know. I don't know. I would think a wooden sculpture because it's like, well, I mean, totem poles are also Well, the problem with that is that a totem pole is a wooden sculpture. I'm just happy we played that game twice and it was successful. Yes. Me too. (laughs) There's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So for treat yourself... um, I gave Phoebe a list of potential treat yourself treats and she went to Walmart to try and find them. She was able to find two. One is cookie, crunchy cookie M&Ms. They're in a nice light blue wrapper. Would almost call that a periwinkle wrapper. It's not periwinkle, periwinkle more purple. Yeah, that's just baby blue. Is it baby blue? It's like a sky blue or a baby blue. Baby blue, but it's Mm -hmm. almost got a little bit of another color in it. Anyway, powder blue. Well. And Starburst Airs gummies. Um, I think you have the regular ones, and we have the tro- sour tropical, but they're close enough. So yeah. let's start with the M and M's, the crunchy cookie M and M's. It's a very attractive color of packaging. I have a sweatshirt in this color that I wear at least twice a week, and I really like it. I bet it looks very nice on you. Oops. No, it's not. It's from Target. Although my sweatshirt is closer to a periwinkle. All right. What do we think of the crunchy cookie M&Ms? Okay. I wasn't excited about these, but there's something actually really, really satisfying about the crunch. The texture is like really nice. I can't tell the difference between these and the crispy M&Ms. I was going to say that. They're good. It tastes just like the crispy M&Ms They're really good, but they're like rice crispy in there. They're not cookie. That is not a cookie. They're good. That's true. It's definitely a rice. They are good though. Crunch. Um, What do we rate them? I like them more than I thought. You think they're delicious? I think they're delicious. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Delicioso. I think they're delicious. I, I like won't argue with that. I we need a crunching ASMR moment. 
I, Mom is crunching into the mic. I'm sorry. I just had to eat the rest of them that were in my hand. They were really good. And then our other item for treat yourself are these Starburst Air Airs gummies. I will confess, I have tried the regular ones already, which is really? why I no longer have the regular ones at home. Oh. I shared them with you. You tried them Did also you? when we had the munchies one day when we were watching TV. Oh. I dipped into my treat yourself treats and we tried them. But I have not tried the sour tropical flavor. I actually like the original for normal Starburst. I feel like better than the sour tropical. And I don't like sour candy as much as I used to. So I went with the regular. I'm not a huge fan of sour tropical, which is why I didn't raid the sour tropical and I saved them for treat yourself. Hmm. But I feel like it's a little bit of a generational thing. Like millennials and younger tend toward the sour stuff. Sorry for throwing like your generation out of it. It's true though. I, I think they think became it's a really generational big. thing. I think it's just a like younger people thing. Yeah, we didn't have. Maybe that's what it is. It's just younger people. But we didn't have as many of like the super sour stuff when mom and I were kids. It seems like to me. No, Sour Patch Kids made an appearance like in late elementary school for me, but they were like the new cool thing. Like before that, they really didn't. They were like lemon heads. Yeah, lemon heads were sour, but it's a different kind of sour. It's not like the. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try these. Not like. These Starburst Airs gummies. I'm going to mute the mics for a second. Mom dropped one under the table. The tropical. Sour flavors are pretty good. It comes the tr- sour tropical ones come in kiwi, strawberry, pineapple, passion fruit, and mango, and the flavors are pretty good. Even though I'm not a huge fan of sour flavors, well, I don't know. What do you think, Allison? So they were all pretty good. I think um, the mango is really good. Mm. The um, the best one though, I I really like passion fruit as a flavor. It's just got that. That nice, almost orangey, but tropical flavor. So you I know what you'd like, appreciate. They have a bit of an aftertaste. Yeah, but not bad. I don't know. I, I will say, like, I like the texture of regular Starburst better. I just do. And just the fact that they're called Starburst makes me wish that they were Starburst texture. But they're pretty good I like good the texture. For, I actually like the soft, chewy texture. I don't like gummies as much as you do, though. That's and they true. are basically gummies. I just I like a chewy candy more than a gummy candy, but the passion fruit flavor especially is like A plus plus plus. Phoebe. Yeah, sorry, I was about to tell mom. I was just fact checking to make sure that I'm right. But if you like passion fruit, I was just I was saying earlier I went to Crumble for the first time in a while and I got their passion fruit sugar cookie. And it doesn't sound like it would be good, but it's like creamy passion fruit icing and it's so good. Okay, that does sound good. Anyway, like it was sugar. really, really, I was like way yeah. better than I thought it would be. Call back like to our earlier cookie. discussion about Utah cookies. Were they chilled or were they hot? It's chilled. Oh, perfect. That's I'm the other thing about Utah really cookies <laughs> that it, I think is, is really important right now? is that the Utah yeah. sugar cookie is okay. often served chilled, yes. which I think is unique to Utah. Well, it's the type of sugar cookie it is. If you have like a chewy, gooey one, that's different, but I like a good chilled sugar cookie. It's really tasty i actually i don't even know why i got it because i didn't think it would be that i was worried it'd be like too tangy but it's like really creamy and like delicious you should get it it's the last day they have it but anyway today's the last um, day i just remembered that um i like them they remind me of those the krabby patty gummies from my childhood that everyone oh that's a very millennial treat krabby patties yes it is oh yeah it's the ultimate millennial treat. like 100 percent. but kind of similar they're not amazing but I don't know if I needed a gummy. I could see myself like randomly craving these. I'm going to say okay. 
Okay. I think I'm going to say okay also. Weirdly, I'm going to give it a delicious, even though I don't yum, love the yum, texture. Yum, 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 Just because that passion fruit flavor is just spot on. It's so good. And like, if, if this were like my treat that I was taking to the movie or whatever, I would totally be like in the theater. I mean, okay, back up here. They're not going to have these at the movie theater, so I'd have to smuggle them in. But I would still like be in the dark trying to find all the purple ones. It is purple. That's the passion fruit. Yeah. Phoebe and I were making our little gummies and the little puppets. Just like me. Oh yeah. And putting it in the camera on the Zoom. Take a screenshot of that. Is there? How do you do a screenshot on a Chromebook? I have no idea. I don't know. There's a way. Phoebe knows. I bet. I don't know. I don't have a Chromebook. I also don't take screenshots. Ah. Well, that is treat yourself, and that is our podcast. Thank you, Allison, for joining us for a successful game of french toast and treat yourself and treat yourself and thank you phoebe for joining us on the podcast all the way from logan utah if you like the podcast and you want to help us out there's a couple of things you can do one you can tell a friend about our podcast and the other thing you can do is leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast you can email us if you'd like to at talkdadpodcast at gmail.com you can find us at ttd podcast on twitter or at talkdadpodcast on instagram and facebook or at TalkToDadPodcast.com where you can download and stream all of our episodes from 1 to 274. This has been a lot of fun, and we will see you later. Last time for later, alligator, my friends. Don't wait for after, the inspector. Fuck.